cute theme song. I have a little bunny. He thinks he's funny. He's my funny bunny. Welcome to season two of I'm the Funny One, featuring Pam and Sonny, the fabulous husband and wife duo taking the world by storm, where our motto is, Life, Life sucks, sucks, find the funny. funny. And now, as the coronavirus continues to rear its ugly head, we need things to laugh about and find ways to keep busy more than ever. So, you're welcome. Our show is executive produced by the one and only Trev Stein, who's down the hall and up the stairs. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Confinements. From the folks who brought you impeachments, introducing Confinements. Stuck inside? Whether you're in isolation, under quarantine, or just social distancing, pop a cool, refreshing confinement in your mouth. They last for hours and are guaranteed to keep you busy while you wait out the pandemic. Confinements come in lots of fun flavors, and while they won't wipe away those nasty coronavirus germs, they're guaranteed to take away that foul taste you get in your mouth every time you turn on the news. Press refresh on your confinement. Order a case of confinements today, but be sure to use disinfectant on all packaging before using. And also, from the makers of confinements, there's containments. Stock up on a few cases of calming containments today. When they invoke martial law, you'll be glad you did. When they've got their guns, you've got your containments. Now back to our show. Okay, so a note on last year's cliffhanger. If you were listening to our last season and you heard our last show, we decided that we were going to tell you the weirdest place we ever did the deed. And in season 10, we needed uh, a, a final kind of thing to, to keep our listeners engaged. And this was our engagement. But then we found out the, the reality. Yes, the reality was that some of our nieces and nephews mentioned that they were they had been listening and even our parents have been listening. So now we're in a kind of a funny quandary, so to speak. Um, we're excited that we actually have many thousands of uh, followers and listeners at this point, which is wonderful, but I guess it didn't occur to us that some of those listeners um, we might, might know pretty well. Yeah. Might be people that we weren't sure uh, we wanted to know quite as much about us. But uh, so if we felt we can get the virus from you, we don't want you to know our deepest, darkest secrets. I don't even know what you mean by that, honey. It's a secret. What? If we thought we could get the virus from if, you. If you if if you're close enough to us to be in our virus catching circle, oh, we okay. don't want to share I see. Well, I don't know. In the meantime, we did ask our listeners, though, to write in with their, like, crazy places that they've done the deed. So yeah, we got responses. Okay, so, Sonny, tell us what those were. So, Chris and Cheryl write in. They admit to doing the deed in their car during an automatic car wash. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm glad they didn't do it during a self-car wash because you got, you know, when you do the self-car wash, you got to put the quarters in and then use the wand. Oh. And that'd be... That's pretty sexy. I don't think that's the way you want to use that wand. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't think so. <laughs> my question you know is... where that thing's been. Did somebody clean the inside of the car after the car wash is my question. Automatic car wash, usually exterior car wash, but sometimes you got the people at the end that 
my oh, breakout at the end. Inside. Yeah, is that what they call the happy ending? That's the happy ending. <laughs> okay, moving right along. What was the next one? Jane and Bob say they joined the Mile High Club and did it in a tiny airplane bathroom. Okay, well. Very I, confined. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like the cliche. Like everyone, that's on everyone's bucket list, right? It, it, it is. I think that's like the the one that people just, you know, it's a natural like question. Yeah, like everyone kind of does that. They, like, they so, at least they, they might say they do. I don't know how many people really do because like, you well, know, we they, have. Oh. Oh oh, oh. 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 See, you gotta keep that circle. Keep the circle <laughs> tight here. But that wasn't the one we were gonna say. Okay, that was. But I mean, Jane and Bob, I I'm sorry. I'm gonna challenge you guys to come up with something better than that and like let us know. Okay, so the challenge is out there for Jane and Bob. Okay. And I next? think you gotta write in some stuff about like where you were going, where you're. Yeah, going. a little, a, a few more details, but it might be a while. Like that, any airplane. Uh, related sex is happening because uh, who knows what flights are going to be canceled and. And they tell you disarming those smoke detectors is a federal offense, so now you got to be. Where are there? What are you talking about? Because if you're in that little bathroom, it's tiny, so you whack your head into the smoke detector. Oh. The smoke detector gets broken, and you're now a federal criminal. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, now you have it. Two seasons in which smoke detectors play a very That's true. Important That's true. This is a different kind of smoke detector. Okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. okay. Well, how about, let's move on to Jim and Leslie, honey. Jim and Leslie. Jim and Leslie tell us they did it under the stage at the REM concert. I mean, that's cool. I gotta get, okay, that's one that I that, think is pretty different. good. That's different. That's a different we one. We went to the REM concert, or a REM a concert, REM concert right. like back in the 90s. Where was it? It was at the, I believe, the Rosemont Horizon near O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Okay, so Jim and Leslie, were you at that we REM? Like I mean, it was hot, it we, was rocking, and maybe part of that reason was because of what was going on under the stage. So let us know if that was perhaps where you did the deed. Uh, so if the stage is rocking, don't come a knocking. Okay. Okay. That's great, honey. Okay. All right, so tell us about the next one. Elaine and Simone. I don't know if I know them, but Elaine and Simone did it on Simone's boss's desk. I mean, that's a good one. The question is, is especially if they don't like Simone's boss. And it, it, that's true, but then also they got to give us a little bit of the setting because we don't know if Simone's boss's desk is just out in the cubicle farm. Yeah. If it's the corner office. Yeah. If it's could glass, have glass windows. Yeah. People could be looking. True. It might be at the aquarium and the guy... Aqua Santa is watching them. We don't know. <laughs> what the hell is Aqua Santa? Aqua Santa is the Santa during. Um, oh, the guy, the diver that's dressed yeah, as Santa that goes and feeds the manatees right. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, honey, you're like I don't even know how your mind works. Aqua Santa. Okay, tell us about Dan and Lisa. Dan and Lisa. Dan and Lisa like to go shopping. Yeah, and, and do Dan what? and Lisa did it in the Coles. And are we allowed to actually mention specific? Like I mentioned a. The aquarium. Can we mention Cole specifically? Well, do you think they're going to pull their advertising dollars from they us? They might. They might. Well, we might lose Target. Oh, okay. okay. So in the yeah. Cole's Sorry, Target. <laughs> okay, yeah. The Cole's dressing room. Well, okay. So we've been like a hundred times in the Cole's dressing room together, you and I, because like, well, you don't go with me very much, but I go with you to pick out your clothes and it's just easier. And so I guess the thought has crossed our minds so oh, I kind of don't blame Dan and Lisa. No. Because that thought has crossed our mind. It has. It has. But, but you've asked the question, are the security cameras Yes. You know, watching the dressing rooms? That's one question. Right. And I wouldn't care if I didn't have a few pounds around the middle to lose. I wouldn't want, like, the security guy to be 
grossed out. Okay. So that's really our concern. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not. Okay. Okay. Okay, just so you know. So whoever's next door in the other dressing room, that, that's not the issue. It's the person watching on security camera. Well, during our self-quarantine period, perhaps I will work on those abs okay. and perhaps... Mr. Cold Security Guy, you're going to be in for a treat. How's that? You know, with the security camera, though, this gives kind of a whole new meaning to this nest. You know, there's this big nest uh, doorbell oh, yeah. thing going. And, you know, we're waiting for somebody to write and say they caught themselves on their own nest. Think about that. Oh, my God. Wait, that's the challenge for the, uh, who are the ones that did it in the, uh, Jane and Bob. Jane okay. and Bob, who did. Send who, us your nest footage. I, I think that, actually, if you have the nest doorbell or if you have a pet cube, which is what we have for Louie. Yeah. It's sort of like the, what, like those nanny cam well, It's like a nanny cam that's for your dog. Yeah. I mean, so that's pretty cool. But it okay. sends you alerts when the dog moves, so you probably would get a video of. Well, if it were you and me, then there wouldn't be they any wouldn't. alert because... Like, <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'm like, it's your turn to move today, honey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been 38 years. Okay, come on. Okay. All right. So, honey, do you think after reading all of these... Ours, I think, still beats all of these for sure. Come on. It, it's, it's, it's much more almost poetic because it's got a setting that... None of these have. It's got a setting that's topical given today's environment. How is it topical? Be because today people are thinking about what happens if I get infected? Who do I go see? What do I do? And it may not have been in that specific They flavor. go to the OBG? No, they wouldn't go to the OBGYN, but they would go maybe perhaps to a, a medical provider of some kind. And I read today that they're talking about, you know, they're going to have dentists and they're going to have all, all different kinds of medical providers available to do coronavirus work. And so that could even be the OBGYN. We don't know. Okay. You're making... Okay. I, I, I don't respect know. that you're okay. trying to, like, kind of tie this... I'm kind of going around the periphery in, of it. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm just trying not to quite get there. Okay. Well, let's imagine a scenario. Okay. Where there was a husband and wife who... Could be anybody. Okay. Could be anybody. Okay. Who were trying to get pregnant. Okay. Okay. And it might be taking a little bit longer than they had hoped, so they decide to employ the services of a doctor who specializes in that. Which they call an endocrinologist, as I recall. Yes, an endocrinologist. Um, and let's imagine that the husband and wife went in to see the endocrinologist. So they're in the office, and, okay? Yeah, they were in, but it really was the exam room. Yeah, and they're not getting checked for coronavirus. They're there Right, because there was no such thing as that. Well, maybe there was, but not COVID-19. Not this specific one. Right. So the husband and wife were in there. The wife was on the exam table, uh -huh. and the doctor did the exam and said, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll be back. I think yeah. it was actually an insemination. Oh, right. What, we were doing... I think this particular couple that wrote in... Right, this I mean, they, not they, they... The storytellers were telling They... Oh, right. They were undergoing a process, it's been a, just a few years, called uh, husband insemination. Yeah. But it, it didn't really involve directly the husband. But let me tell you, when I see a plastic cup... <laughs> you get so excited. I'm ready to go. That's right. Anyway, um, they... Yeah, so he had done... The doctor did the insemination, and I, that's right. And I had to keep my feet in the stirrups, and Who's I had me? to... Who's me? I mean, the, the, the person the who wrote in, in had to keep her feet in the stirrups. Yeah. 
And the doctor said, okay, I'll be back in, what, 15, 20 minutes. And the horse said, what? Sirs. Oh, uh, okay. God, you're really, do not quit your day job. That's what they were Please. in. Okay. Okay, they did not, yeah, they did not write that down. No, oh, my God. Anyway, so they said that the doctor walked out and said, I'll be back in about 15 or 20 minutes. Just stay, you know, just get just comfortable, chill. Yeah. chill out. We just want to make sure those little swimmers have every chance to get where they're going. And we're like, okay, cool. And so we're just in there and... I mean, they're just in there, and the guy's, like, sitting there, and, like, they kind of, like, look at each other and say, like, what are we going to do for the next 15 minutes? I mean, he could have at least, like, put something interesting on the ceiling for me to look at, you know? So I was like, well, I don't know. And the man said he could have flipped the light switch on and off for a while, but that doesn't last very long. That wouldn't be very entertaining, and, you know, we could create some sort of Morris code, but... Uh, anyway, uh, so the couple, the couple, I guess, said, I mean, this is secondhand. We don't know for sure if this actually happened. But they told us. But they told us that the husband and the wife decided, well, we got nothing else to do. What the heck? What the heck? So they did the deed in the in the exam room with the wife's feet in the stirrups, and there was no lock on the door per se so the question is did the doctor come in before everything kind of came to completion we don't know but it's a double sample story (laughs) (laughs) needless to say it didn't necessarily work but that's okay it was fun and uh, at least that's what they said that's what they told and i will tell you that i do know as a fact that the doctor did not walk in but at least during that time. But when the doctor did finally walk in, we did have a big smile on our face, and we thought we were so cool. I, I mean, they thought they 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 they, the they, they thought they were so freaking cool. That was very cool, and they had a good story to tell. That's right. That's okay. right. So anyway, but I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to tell you. We're not going to our tell ours, but we want to share with you right. what our listeners wrote in. Right, right, and we felt like that was a pretty good one. So anyway, uh, that was sort of like kind of wraps up sort of last year's like cliffhanger um but you know we're open to anybody kind of accepting this challenge or others that could be interesting just don't get yourself arrested that's all we ask (laughs) so and if you do we're not bailing you right and then and just really a quick word of advice so like once this coronavirus is over you should keep those disinfectant wipes and use them everywhere because God only knows whose naked ass and other unmentionables uh, you're out there touching, uh, or at least they're touching the things you're touching. So uh, it sounds like it's, uh, at least according to just these few uh, examples, uh, there's some nasty stuff going on on every kind of surface imaginable. So we're talking the boss's desk, the dressing room, could even be the OBGYN's uh, exam table. That's right. You just never you just know. Never know. You don't know. Yes. Anyway, okay. so now we're on to the next segment in our podcast and we've stocked up on our confinements as well as toilet paper tuna fish and some other staples and now we're hunkered down at the hacienda and we're hoping that the coronavirus will pass over us so i just want to say sonny that we've been in the house for like what the last two days i think you went out yesterday just to like 
I'm trying to get out every day because you get a little bit show. You, yeah, you get a little crazy. You you just went in the car to pick up something. That, oh, to drop off your primary ballot. Yeah, our primary, primary ballot. ballots. Right. Yeah, but you weren't like it's in a water heater. Public. Or that kind of stuff. You you did go to the grocery store and then kind of called me and said, you know, let's just order the delivery service. Why? Try the try the pickup service. Right. The pickup or whatever. So yeah, we're gonna do that. So I I thought that was a good idea. Nice. Um, but excuse me, I remember that there's a lot of people who've been making fun of me since season one when on the very first episode, in the very first Pam's Peeve Corner, I mentioned Starbucks lids Starbucks and how lids. it skeeves me out that yeah. the guy would like stick his hand on my lid and then be all insulted when I ask him for a new one. Well, hello. I'm not going to Starbucks right now, of course, because I'm like the queen of the germaphobes to begin with. So this whole thing is like making it even worse. But on the last few days, when I was still going to Starbucks, uh, nobody was making fun of me then. I think you need to tell the listeners, though, because I don't remember in the first episode of the first season, which is quite a while ago, if you actually described your order. Because it's not just the lid. I mean, it's, there's more, it's more involved, but the lid is part of it. Yeah, well, I get a grande pike in a double cup with no room for cream. Grande pike, double cup, no room for cream. Yes, and I still want to sleeve. And you still want to sleep. Because it does burn my very, very, you know, um, what's the word? Delicate, sensitive and, sensitive. and oh, delicate okay. hands. But then I try to do things like when they turn their back to get my coffee, I, if there are lids sitting there like next to the barista when no one's looking, I'll try to grab one real quick. So as you're swiping stuff while their back is turned, mm -hmm. you swipe a lid. I swipe a lid. So what are other No, things? I'm not swiping other stuff. What do you mean? So you're swiping a lid. So you already have a lid. And I, my question was, can't you go grande pipe, double cup, with a sleeve, but no lid? No, they won't do they that. Won't do it. They won't do it. They won't because Too they much can, liability. Right. They, they, they will not do it. I have actually made that attempt. Too much liability. So, anyway, I'm, I'm not going right now anyway, because, like, don't touch my stuff, no matter who you are, but especially now. So, I'm kind of, like, done. I've got, I think if I've hoarded anything, I have to admit it was coffee ground coffee it was ground coffee I must it, have was 20. <laughs> creamer. it was creamer coffee oh yeah uh, sweetener i mean i am like set at this point and and if i don't even know for armageddon with the coffee um but so it's a coronavirus you know covid19 or if juan valdez falls off the burrow you're ready to right go. or if he gets coronavirus that's true I hope he doesn't. I really don't, but he's getting older at this point. Yeah. He's probably in the most vulnerable population. Um, so we want to also talk about, I feel bad for the brand Corona Beer because do you remember back in the 70s, I was a young teenager, but there was a product called AIDS. And mm -hmm. it was a diet supplement. Remember those? Yeah, chocolate candies. I think and caramel yeah. and oh, yeah, mint right. chocolate. And they were like individually wrapped, probably like a quarter inch square, like uh, little candies that were kind of chewy. And you were supposed to eat two AIDS with a cup of a hot beverage, tea or coffee. I think they were mommy uppers. Yeah, probably. And you'd buy a box. They were kind of expensive. I remember at the time it was like 8 or $10 for a box that would last you like two months. And, you know, it was very, you know, costly. But they were supposed to somehow suppress your appetite. But were they meal replacements? That I don't no, know. No, no, no. They okay. didn't know for meal replacements at that time. Okay. It was just supposed to, like, fill you up and, like, suppress your appetite until mealtime. 
And so, you know, my problem was, so I actually bought a box of AIDS because I, you know, my whole life has been a struggle with up and down weight, even as a, a teenager. And uh, I was probably, you know, a little bit chunkier than I would have liked. So I went and got um, a box of AIDS. <laughs> the problem was, I think I ate the box of AIDS. <laughs> I think I ate the whole box. Now, do you remember, like, having a burst of anger? I mean, I, no. I think they did have, didn't they have some kind of either caffeine or something in them? I thought they were kind I of have no there. idea, but all I know is I probably ate, like, 30 of them in one sitting. It was pathetic, but yeah, that's what here they're for. giving these candy to a bunch of fatos and, and your child. <laughs> myself included, and ask us, just eat two. Now, they're really delicious. They taste like any other candy you could possibly get your hands on. And I'm not sure exactly what I was thinking. But that's but when you're going to have self-control, right? There was it's no self-control. Around but, chocolate and caramel. And right. But but I will say that AIDS were wiped out by the actual AIDS epidemic. It was one of the you know unfortunate, uh, what's the word? Uh, not like a, what would it, the opposite of a beneficiary be? It was a victim. A victim of... Of the, yeah, the virus. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, because nobody wanted to buy something called AIDS at, at the time. So uh, they went out of business. So I hope that doesn't happen to Corona beer. Um, I think they've broken the code on that because I think I told you that I saw the other day that if you come into the socially uh, acceptable place in, uh, buy, I can't remember what it was, and you buy, they're going to sell you dollar Corona beers. So I think they're kind of trying to make lemonade out of lemons and uh, saying, hey, look, uh, maybe maybe you won't uh, attach the most positive view on this particular Corona beer, but we're going to sell it to you at a great price. Okay. Well, and they also so have the, the jokes are know. starting, and it's it, apparently it is not too soon. Somebody said, uh, did you hear about the guy with coronavirus married the woman with Lyme disease, and now they're Corona with Lyme? Oh. But, um, but, but, yeah. It was really stupid. Great stuff. <laughs> Anyway, hopefully there's going to be much better humor coming out. Although, unfortunately, with the late night shows and Saturday Night Live and everything being canceled or put on hiatus, I'm not sure how long it's going to be till we. That was uncomfortable watching that that final Colbert because he it was their uh, a practice. It was a it was a dress rehearsal, and boy, it was it was really creepy. It was kind of like almost watching a horror show. It was yeah. really weird. It was weird. Yeah. And and you could tell everybody was uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't going to work. And, and he was knocking back the bourbon. Yeah, it was, yeah, he was. I he, wonder oh, if it yeah. was real bourbon. I think it was. I think he was actually getting a little bit Yeah, I think he was a little snocky. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully he didn't drive home. I know. If he didn't, that might be the last show. Or okay, I hope, anyway. but, but again, you also hope he didn't like take the subway or a cab or who knows what. Anyway. So here, we wanted to share with you sort of the spectrum of how people in our lives at least are reacting. It's kind of weird. We've got two friends who said, F it, suckas, we're going on a cruise. And they left during the middle of this global pandemic, and they went on a cruise. Uh, and I hope they don't get quarantined on that ship forever. But if they do, then uh, it, F it, suckas. <laughs> it is hard to believe that the... The biggest populations that have had coronavirus, or this COVID-19 specifically, have been China, right? And then I believe after that is two cruise ships, right? Right. It's just unbelievable. But people are like kind of crazy and, you know, hey, good for them. If they are that cavalier about it, I give them major props. And I hope they get home safe and sound. But 
Anyway, uh, on to Sonny's sisters who said, we're not worried and that you guys are overreacting. And do you think we were overreacting? I don't think we were overreacting. I think, you know, <laughs> who knew at the time? We did. You know, but, no, well, we I think did. We, we expected. I think we, we thought it could be worse than it, than it was. But, you know, uh, yeah, it's been proven to be the case. It has been proven, and I will say that one of his sisters did admit that we were right and yeah. that she was wrong, and I really respect that. I really, really do, because she was given as hell, and it is, and the reason she was giving us hell is because we thought that our mom, or my mother-in-law, Sonny's mom, Bev, Beeve, as we probably told you about before, was down in Florida, and we were just concerned that if we didn't get her back ASAP, while there were still flights and while there were very few people still who actually were um, at least officially had the coronavirus, we thought it'd be better to get her on a plane immediately. Now this was what, about two weeks ago now? Or a week now and it's half? about a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And so we did catch some, catch some hell, but all is right with the world now. Oh, Everybody, yeah. uh, we're just glad happy. that she's back home and she's safe and sound. And my parents, Ron and Sandy, are safe and sound. Um, and so as long as we can just keep everybody at home and, you know, stop them from being so cavalier about all this, because they are, the three of them are well into their 80s, so I think it's important that... Oh, yeah, and even today in the paper, I mean, it's, you know, it's, they're, they're hearkening back to the, uh, the Ten Commandments saying, you know, honor your father and your mother, and that means all our elders, not just parents, and we've got to watch out for those that are, uh, you know, at risk, and they took care of us, and we should take care of them. Now, that's, that's the, you know, hey, I did something for you, you do something for me. But I, I think we just have an obligation to take care of people that uh, right. might well, otherwise we, not be as, as protected. And we love our parents, of course, and we wanted to make sure that they were safe and sound. Um, they're not, they weren't necessarily making it so easy. Not but necessarily. <laughs> I think they've stopped fighting us at this point, so that's good. So we kind of fall somewhere in the middle um, we're trying to be cautious. We've ventured out a little bit here and there. I haven't really been out of the house in probably two days. You went out yesterday. A few days ago, I was out, you know, with the crazy people, um, you know, buying a few things that I thought we might need if we were stuck in the house. Um, but we've got some friends who suggested we rinse our mouths out with a solution of hydrogen peroxide. Well, they got that from, like, the Dental Association or yeah. something like that. It makes sense. Yeah, he's a dentist, and so he knows. So I've been doing it. Have you been doing it? I've not been doing it. Oh. Have you been cutting it? You're supposed to take, I think, like, I think we have, like, 4%. You're supposed to cut it down a little bit more and um, just swish it in your mouth. You don't have to, like, gargle. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I have no idea if it's an old lifestyle. But I think, no, you I know, really our like friend it. Andy, he's a dentist, and he's really smart, and he's a great dentist, and, I mean, I really trust that he knows and he's not, you know, just coming up with some weird idea uh, of his own. I, I, I actually think he's basing it on something uh, medical. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll follow his uh, advice. We'll follow that lead because it makes sense. Right. And then, you know, I will admit that I did, <laughs> I did do something a little bit weird. I mean, we're not necessarily hoarding toilet paper and we're not going too crazy but when I was at the hospital, my dad recently, on Monday of this past week, had a pacemaker installed. Um, and I think it was probably the last day that they were going to be doing any kind of anything in a hospital that wasn't necessary. So he's lucky he got in under the wire. Um, but uh, I walked through the hospital and there was all these bottles of hand sanitizer everywhere and no one was around. 
and I actually, I'm going to admit it out loud, I actually <laughs> stole a bottle of hand sanitizer like from the hospital. Oh and like, I have like 10 of them in the house. So, okay, I think desperate times call for like desperate measures. I don't know. Um, I don't know. When this whole thing's over, I will go buy a new bottle of hand sanitizer and bring it to the hospital. Although it might be too late, we all might be dead. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, I might be going to hell. So as you're swiping the extra lid, here you're swiping the sanitizer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyway. Um, I guess there's a common theme there that has to do with <laughs> I've got larceny in my soul. What can I say? All right. So how about we moving on to Pam's Peeve Corner? Um... A few things in the midst of coronavirus. Um, one of the things I have to say, a few days ago when I was at the grocery store trying to buy some produce, I realized that the way that you open those, you know those bags that you put mm -hmm. the produce in? They're impossible to open. So they're on the roll. They're kind of disposable bags. You pull one off, and then how the hell do you open it? Right. So normally what, do do? what I do is I lick my finger, and then you kind of like rub it together at the top. Of the bag and that makes it open you know very automatically well all of a sudden I went to do that and I went ooh, like what am I doing um I normally even before I lick my finger I hand sanitize but in this case so you've got to tell though about the person on TV and I'm not, I'm not gonna give away the story but she is telling about how we need to protect ourselves and not touch our face and wash our hands. Oh, that expert that, what happened? that Mike Pence had on to mm -hmm. tell us all like how to be precautious. You say what happened. No, you I didn't see it. Oh, oh, oh. So she's telling everybody she's reading from a speech as all the precautions you should take and you should not touch your face, your nose, your ears, your whatever. And what does she do? She then licks her finger to turn the page of her speech. Right as she's telling people, do not touch your mouth. It was what we call the uh, personification of irony. Well, maybe she was trying to show you what not to do. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. And she was doing a very, very good she job of it, and job. we commend her, and we hope that she is not currently in the hospital. Okay, so um, I, though, have found a way to open the produce bags. How do you open the produce bags? Okay, well... I first I thought, well, maybe I'll go get one of those wipes that you wipe your cart down mm -hmm. with before you walk in. But, of course, now they're all gone. You can't even get those. And then I thought, wait a minute. I ran over to where the celery is. Okay. And you know where the little spritzer thing every few minutes, it spritzes the produce? Yeah. Okay. It misses the produce. It misses the it. produce. Yeah. It doesn't spritz. Excuse mm -hmm. me. You're right. It misses miss the miss. produce. Well, the celery hangs on to the liquid from the mist better than most of the other produce. So I literally just so you have to harvest the dew to get the <laughs> to get the bag the open. Dew. It's so what, what, a, what a beautiful picture! I touched the mist with my fingertips to open the produce bag. You now, the mist with the if fingertips. I am God forbid a carrier of coronavirus, I do hope the people who get that that celery bunch of celery do wash it really That's well. That's a good point. But I guess I am putting people at risk. I have to be careful. But that just goes to show you should be using produce wash. You should be washing your produce better than ever. You you know, Sonny used to make fun of me because I used to wash my produce with soap and water. I, I kind of did because occasionally you can taste the soap. Okay, but I don't I really... use soap anymore. I found that organic spray that you do spritz the stuff with. I've been using that now for years. Okay. Okay. So it, yeah. it doesn't really leave as much a taste. You don't really taste that stuff. No, it's, it's not bad. 
So I actually got Sonny to finally use that today. I'm so proud of you, honey. Well, I used it. I know, but before you didn't even used to wash the apple. You, I mean, I don't know why you were just like so cavalier. I will spit wash sometimes. Oh, that's gross. I will do that. That's disgusting. I will do that. I'll tell the listeners. No, it's not okay. I will tell them, but now I'm not spit washing. No, please don't. If you're, oh my God. Okay, the mist. All right, I'm embarrassed for you. Spit wash. All right. So the other thing is, Sonny, you wanted to talk about one of your big peeves. I I did. I was in. Picking up my mother, actually, and we went to a restroom. In Florida? In Florida, and it was a unisex restroom, and I realized just how disgusting men are. I was in this unisex bathroom. I went to the restroom. I was, I didn't really want to touch anything in that room, the toilet seat in particular, but, you know, you go lift up that toilet seat, and you were just like, there's just like a but you waterfall. you toilet paper, didn't you, to lift uh, it up? You don't touch it with your hand. Whether you use toilet paper or whatever. Uh. It's disgusting. Uh. And then my mom, you know, wanted to use the restroom. And I was like, I don't know if you really want to go in there that badly. But uh, did she? She did. She did. She's a trooper. I don't know. Well, I you remember when we were in New York City a few months ago? That was a different. That was yeah, interesting. That so really we was. were at the first time I've ever had this. It wasn't like individual restrooms that were like a man or a woman could go into, like at Starbucks. Um Instead, it was a real unisex bathroom, like men and women were next to each other. Now, the door of the stall went down to the bottom. They were truly individual stalls. They were, but they were all within the same room, so you could hear the guy next to you, like, squirting one out. And You could. Yeah, and, and men are like... And people were. Men, like, grunt. It's they, gross. They women were, don't do that. They were doing their business there. They were, it was disgusting, but there was, like, ten stalls. And I was like, I don't know, it was really kind of yucky. And the weird thing is, and then you're, you go to this big trough of a sink where you're washing your hands next to a guy. Yeah. And then, you know, I often like put on lipstick or, you know, freshen up a little bit. And I was thinking like, what if you're on a date and you and your date, like if it's your first date, that like that's embarrassing. A, that should be a write-in. Have you been, one of our listeners, have you been on a date with a unisex bathroom and you go, you end up somehow in the bathroom at the same time as your date. What do you do? Right. Like, let's imagine you're at this place and you don't know it's this kind of bathroom. And you say to your date, excuse me, I'd like to freshen up a bit. I'll be right back. And he says, well, I'll do the same. I have to go grunt one out. Oh, no. He doesn't say that okay. because she would totally drop him in a half a second if he talked like that, at least in the beginning. Anyway, so then he says, well, I think I'll, you know, use this opportunity as an opportunity to go as well. So they both go. And then what happens? They realize, uh-oh, wait, this isn't the bathroom for both of us. Now, like, does the guy go, oh, no, no, you know, you go ahead. You go first. And... Or, but, but, but there's a lot of stalls and everyone's going in together. Or do you, like, kind of pretend like it's no big whoop? And then, like, when you're out there washing your hands together and, like, the girl, she wants to put on some lipstick. Maybe the guy does, too. I'm not, you know, saying everybody to each his own. But my point is, whatever they do... You know, in that bathroom now, it's like your first date. It's and just to be clear, this is not a challenge to our season 10 cliffhanger. We're not looking for somebody to go into the sex bathroom. Oh, but you could. And do it. Oh, it'd be disgusting. <laughs> Again, men are pigs. And I hate to say that. But... Well, I hate to tell you, I've been in a few women's bathrooms that you could vomit. Well, that is I gratifying because men's rooms are... it is disgusting. Women are gross and... I don't even want to tell you sometimes what people do in dressing rooms. But anyway, and I'm not talking about doing the deed. Uh, but that's another conversation for another day. So I think at this point, we need to kind of wrap things up. 
Um, we went a little bit longer than we typically do, but this is the first episode of season two. We're back. Season two is yeah. up and, and ready to go. We have a lot to say, and, and maybe the next episode we'll talk a little bit. I think we, yeah, you know that Kevin and Sarah, our son Kevin, got engaged to Sarah. Um, I think we talked about that in last season. Yes. Okay. Um, and we're getting ready for the wedding, and we really are hopeful that we're going to have one, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode. Um, but we've got lots of can cancellations and other shitty stuff that this damn virus is ruining for all of us, but in spite of it all, there's a lot we have to be happy and thankful for, um, but not the least of which is you guys for being one of the thousands of people who, for some reason, keep coming back and listening to us, and we appreciate it very much. So, Sunny, take it, it for, away. That's it for this episode. I'm the Funny One is available on SoundCloud, Anchor, and where you get your podcasts. You can email us at I'm the Funny, the number one with Pam and Sunny. It's kind of long. I'm the Funny, the number one with Pam and Sunny at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook and Twitter at backslash I'm the Funny one with the numeral one. I'm the Funny, the number one. Have a great day. Sanitize, maintain social distance, stay healthy, and remember, coronavirus, coronavirus sucks, sucks. Find so find the, the funny. funny.